This week on Inside Motorsport, we look at the Dakar Rally with Jacob Black and also the test day for the V8 supercars at Eastern Creek. I hope you'll stay with us. Jacob Black joins us on the show and Jacob, just back from Dakar, I thought it would be a great opportunity to sit down and talk about your experiences. Second time over there, was it as good as the first? Definitely as good as the first, definitely a really massive event. It just keeps growing, that event, the people come out year after year, more of them come out. I think uh, the grandmothers and the children and everyone else, so it's really spectacular just to see that event and equally as tough, probably actually tougher this year and certainly our Australian guys, a record number of them started and not a record number of them finished. Yeah, Bruce Garland, in fact, uh, ending up having a, uh, an incident on course that hospitalised him and uh, some back concerns going on into the future. A really, really major incident for Bruce Garland. He says that at that spot that he crashed, there was probably 20, or other, 20 other cars that were struck, stuck there. It was probably because he was trying to go around one of them that he's misjudged a June, bounced off the side, had a big fall. Impact's so big, it's actually broken the engine mounts on the car He's broken a vertebrae and being the tough nut job that he is, has finished the next 65 kilometres of the stage with a broken vertebrae. Gone to, uh, he's gone to hospital and they've said, mate, uh, you're in some trouble. We're going to have to immobilise you and get you home. Has he, uh, how's he recovering since he's got back home? Typical Bruce Spirits, makes a lot of, no- a lot of jokes about the nurses and that sort of thing. But um, look, it, it actually is a serious injury and one that you can't really make too much light of. He's very lucky that he didn't, do much more damage when he finished that stage Um, and it certainly put a big dent on his on his future plans Um, that team really needed a big result at the Dakar this year and and obviously that's not happened for them now so what about the rest of the Australians Uh, what did you take from that I think there was some really really impressive stories especially in the cars with Jeff Olholm and Steve Riley massive setbacks that they had especially in the first half of the rally shearing suspension components clean off the chassis having to weld those in the middle of stage doing turbo changes that they've never done before all of those sorts of things but on the rest day their mechanics came in did a lot of modifications to the car and that got them home in 27th position which is not bad considering only 55 cars start finished the rally so to come home 27th was a huge issue especially with the setbacks that they had so and of course plenty of bike competitors over there and uh, of course i think they have to be crazier than the guys in the cars absolute nut jobs on motorbikes to do that race on a motorbike you actually have to be broken in your head and um, certainly the the guys that started from australia found that out uh, one of them had to leave early had some family dramas and tragically had to had to sprint back home uh, before the race had actually started mark davidson probably is the best example of just how crazy you can be crossing the andes in pouring rain like almost blizzard conditions just without the snow um, at four and a half thousand meters actually passed out actually lost consciousness completely with the altitude sickness gets on the oxygen in the ambulance rides the rest of the way of the liaison starts the stage late and then because they started late they've been cheeky and made him start in front of the trucks um, which has caused an accident which put him eventually out of the rally so mark davidson was out Warren Strange had, a, had another crash while he was riding alongside Jacob Smith. He was out. That left Jacob Smith and Simon Pavey 
um, remaining. And both of those guys made it through. Simon Pavey had to change an engine in the middle of one stage on his BMW, but still made it to the end. And Jake Smith, just lots of bad luck, fuel tank issues, fuel problems. A crash on the last stage, disintegrated the front of his bike, but limped at home to finish the rally in in uh, in 27. Uh, sorry, in 30 second for Jake Smith out of the out of the 186 starters and 94 finishes. So big rally big learning curve especially for that ghr honda squad that only had one of their four riders come home but really it shapes up australians really well for next year jeff oholm steve riley big chance for a good result a better result next year jake smith obviously he'll go back and he'll take some other aussie riders with him and it's looking good it's growing from an australian perspective the rally grows now in a perspective of the outright contention a lot of focus on Carlos Sainz, a lot of focus on Volkswagen. Volkswagen got the win, but Carlos, who dominated for the uh, first, what, week, was really nowhere to be seen towards the end. That's right. Carlos Sainz, everyone expected Carlos to walk it in, and I think King Carlos expected King Carlos to walk it in. Um, and then when he broke some suspension halfway through the rally and, and started to have some setbacks, it really fell apart for Carlos, pushing hard to get back. Um, the frustration setting in and, and he really struggled to make back that gap to Alatia. It was very close, obviously, through that last part of the rally and really exciting, one of the most exciting finishes to the Dakar for a long time. But in the end, Alatia triumphant as Carlos Sainz went a little bit to water. Well, for yourself, you've returned to Australia and returned to a very different job to uh, what you've been used to, working with Speed Channel. And uh, perhaps you could tell us a bit about what you're doing with Speed Channel now. Well, Speed obviously has come into the Fox Sports group, uh, come in from, uh, it was obviously an American brand. It's now, we're running our own version of it here, our own Australian version, 24-hour day motorsport. And um, part of that is backing up the website and making sure that we've got some good content that we cover what's happening in sport. So we really going to step up our coverage and make sure that motorsport in Australia and around the world is covered really well on the Speed website as part of our Fox Sports uh, conglomerate, really. And obviously uh, getting back to Australia, having to make the move to Sydney is one big shock, but then I guess working out everything that you need to cover because Speed covers so much more than just one or two classes. That's right. We're no, no longer doing the Dakar for, the, for January and then V8s. You know, and Bathurst in October, it's it's now much bigger. We've got Formula One, obviously, the MotoGP, the World Superbikes alive and exclusive to speed. We've got the uh, the Rolex 24-hour weekend this weekend. We've got V8 supercars, obviously, that we'll be showing on speed. So those keys, those things as well. Australian superbikes, and then obviously, um, we see ourselves very much as as a motorsport channel, and and we're really passionate about motorsport and growing it and covering it properly in this country. So. It's probably now 15 categories that I've got to, got to watch and read the press releases for. Yeah, well, Jacob, it's a pleasure to catch up with you. You're looking great after the trip to Dakar, and uh, obviously we can be reading a lot more of your work at the Speed Channel website. That's right. Just go to speedtv.com.au and, uh, and we'll have some great user-added content, some galleries and things there as well. My thanks to Jacob Black. Changing tax a little bit now, and the V8 supercars have launched their season at Sydney's Eastern Creek. Approximately 10,000 people on hand to see the cars going out in their official test day. A lot of new liveries are on hand and a lot of changes in the driver lineups. one of which is Will Davison, who's settling in from HRT, now at FPR. I've been anxious to get in the car and... So far, my initial impressions are very positive, and uh, you know, I've 
got into it really quick and had to adapt my driving style a little bit. So now we're working through a range of things just to see how I react to The man who replaced Davison at HRT is James Courtney. As good a chance as anyone to go out there and, and give it a good shake. So, uh, you know, do our little work today and, and uh, when we get to Abu Dhabi, we start chasing times and get on with it. Before the test day late last week, a number of announcements were made. Martin Whitaker talking about why 2011 is such an important season for V8 supercars. There has been a lot going on, made a lot of announcements. I think this is going to be a very important year for V8 supercars. We've got a lot of things going in terms of the calendar. Of course, we've got the, the FIA's now endorsement of us as a, an international series, which I think is vitally important. Um, announcement about Car of the Future now being rubber stamped in terms of introduction in 2013. Uh, so there's a, there's a a lot to look forward to in 2011 but also clearly in, in the in during the course of the next decade as well so this is a, a really a building year I think for us. One of the bigger announcements was that Disney Pixar as teaming up with V8 supercars in 2011 with the Cars Tour going around Australia following the V8 supercar series. Mark Winterbottom from Ford Performance Racing talked about the Cars experience. I don't know if I should say, but I'm a big kid. I've watched this movie at the age of 28 and loved it. So, um, you know, th this is a fantastic opportunity, uh, you know, for Vert Supercars and for, for Disney Pixar Cars. It's, it's an iconic brand. Um, I'm involved, which is fantastic. And I'm excited about what we're going to be doing this year. So, um, I'm a big kid, I can tell you. I love the movie and I uh, can't wait for the next one. Jack Daniels also launched their new livery. Rick Kelly saying it was the best he's ever been able to put on one of their Kelly racing cars. Yeah, look, I think the Jack Daniels car this year is a great improvement on last year's car. It's very neat and tidy and what I'd call quite classy. Um, Jack Daniels always put a lot of effort into the livery each year. We started working on the livery you see behind me midway through 2010. So I think it looks great and I'm pretty excited to get it out there on the track. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.